Hello, everyone. This is Joyce Hum doing my 21st podcast, Joyce Hum from Ottawa. And I have been talking about my book that I wrote, Are We There Yet? Is the Sun Setting on Planet Earth? I'm talking today about the, uh, just about finished the book, actually. The book has 15 chapters in total. And this is my 14th chapter that I'm speaking on. And this chapter is called the Book of Revelation. And I'm talking about the prophecies of Revelation. And um, what we've done in the past, we've talked about the prophecies of Daniel. So today I'll be going back and looking at Daniel as they relate to the prophecies and revelations. And then we'll be going and talking about Revelation. So the, um, yeah, again, we're going to be doing chapter 14. It's the Revelation of Jesus Christ. And if you have the book, you'll find that on page 68. The, um, I call that the uh, final truth. And I've done some speaking on this before in the last uh, podcast that I did. And I'm just going to be moving on and in Revelations and talking about it more in depth and about the other uh, areas that I didn't speak about earlier. I've already talked about the part of the messages to the churches, which begins in Revelations, where they have seven churches, church, excuse me, churches in Asia, and each one is given a message. And the most important message of all was given to the Church of Philadelphia, because that's a, a church where we are told that they would be saved from the hour of trial, and we know the hour of trial is the very end of, of time. We um, we talked about the seals too, and what the seals meant. They have seven seals that are open, and only Jesus Christ is um, found worthy of opening them. And He opens the seals, and for each seals there is a, uh, a particular message. And what we talked about last week that these seals are basically sort of like an umbrella covering of all of Revelations. And they talk about um, powers in the earth. They talk about, um, they talk about the uh, um, um, different things, like the, um, the Jewish people will be sealed. They talk about uh, um, the fact that there will be a great number of people coming out of uh, the tribulation. So that's sort of like an umbrella given uh, to all, about all of Revelations, sort of like an introductory. And he also mentioned a big earthquake, which is mentioned earlier, later, excuse me, in Revelations. So we were um, this um, going now today, I'm going to talk about the chapter in Revelations where they talk about trumpets. These seals end up, the last seal, the seventh seal, ends up opening the trumpet. And you've got these trumpets that the angels. Uh, sound the trumpets, and under each trumpet, something happens upon the earth. And I believe it's during these seven trumpets that we get different things happening upon the earth. There's uh, uh, one with fire and water and earthquakes and, and um, different uh, woes that come to the earth. And I believe that, well, um, let me back up a bit. I, I think that we may have had some of these woes, or excuse me, these trumpet woes already. 
because I believe that, you know, we've had so many fires, we've had so much flooding. Um, for instance, one of the, um, uh, one of the trumpets speak about something falling into the earth or it's like a volcano that comes up and ships are destroyed and, and parts of the earth. And we know that that's happening right now. So, so I'm not going to talk that much more about the trumpets. We're just going to leave those for you, for you to see. You can read them more carefully in the book of uh, Revelation in your Bible. And, or you can get the uh, book uh, that I wrote, Are We There Yet? In, in the back of this book, I have a, an Annex A and Annex B. Annex A, I probably mentioned that earlier, is about the prophecies that we talked about in Daniel. And Annex B is the prophecies in Revelation. So that will give you an idea of Revelation and the fact that um, uh, the prophecies that we talk about in there are all summarized in this these two annexes. So I do recommend that you have the book, you look at those annexes, and that will help you follow the podcast as well as uh, understand the book more clearly. The um, one of the things I want to just briefly do right now is go back to Daniel a little bit and talk about that in these last years of revelation which they talk about that will come i believe one of the things that we read about in daniel is that the four prophecies that i wrote on end up with uh basically the earth being turned over to the god for governance and because of that i believe that each thing that they say and talk about in these prophecies of daniel are also here in Revelation. And so what these actually give us a hint of what we are going to be seeing in this time. And um, I guess we talked about the four, um, the four um, empire, emperors, excuse me, <laughs> empires that were uh, noted in Daniel, Babylonian, the Persian, Mesians, the uh, Assyrians, the Greeks, and Roman, the Roman Empire. And then from that, it goes on to the Ten Toes. And we know in these Ten Toes, that's the ones that are, are uh, the two feet and the Ten Toes are really the end times, how God sees the world today. And I believe that's how God sees our world. So what I say to this is that when he talks about in Daniel that the iron is mixed with the clay, as, as we talked about earlier with the Nebuchadnezzar's dream about the um, uh, statue, that those will be here today, that you know, the uh, the powers of Rome will still be with mixed with the clay. So we have that today. The Roman Empire is no longer here, but we have the Roman influence very much with us. So that these are things I just wanted to mention to you. But we also talk about the four beasts and that they would, um, they, they also represent the four empires. And from from the four beasts, you'll get the ten. And I bet it goes back to the ten toes. And from the ten toes, the little horn will come up. And I think this little horn is ends up being the the beast that we talked about in Revelation. So it, it's go, it's very important to 
uh, yes, if Daniel is very important for us to be able to find a, uh, a good uh, understanding and, and an open door to what's happening when we talk about the book of Revelations. Also, I want to talk about the, the timing. Again, we talked about that in Daniel. We have it over uh, 490 years were given, and it's a, these years are given, the 490 years, and after the 490 years, that they, um, specifically to the Jewish people, and at the end of these uh, 490 years, that the, uh, the end of sin will be there and righteousness will be brought in. And we know that the end of sin and the righteousness only comes when Jesus Christ comes and sets up his uh, kingdom on the earth. So I believe that this timing, the 490 years, is meant for us to know about right now. And the neat thing about this is that we're told about the 483 years, that that will be from the time that uh, the Jews are allowed to go back uh, from um, uh, Babylonia to build their church that uh, until the, the time when the Savior, actually, when the Anointed One, it says, actually comes in uh, uh, into the city uh, would be 483 years. So we uh, people have done the math on that and that's basically the, the time that uh, uh, the time works out where we have Jesus riding in on a donkey into Jerusalem is that 483 years. And so that what, what happens there, there's one year missing. And that is, uh, um, that is basically, we've, we wonder, we ask ourselves, what is that one year? And then we realize that there's going to be one year that's been prophesied, um, one space of time, uh, the seven years that are missing, not one year, but seven years, that this seven years will be uh, uh, the time, what we call the end times. And this will be the time, basically, when the book of Revelation will be uh, fulfilled. So we've got one year uh, um, to go before we get there, to the 490 years, and we've already gotten through the 443. But that one, what, that one seven years, I believe, will be uh, the end times. So that's very important to understand that. And it also tells us that that last seven years will be divided into uh, two parts. There, it'll be. Um, It'll be three and a half years um, uh, for each part, and we, we were told we are told in Daniel about a little horn that's going to rise up and spoke and speak very boastfully against God and His holy people, and that that little horn will come in with deceit for the first three and a half years and set up His kingdom. Or kingdom might be a big word, but His uh, place of influence in Jerusalem. And he will come small, and then he will get bigger because many people will join him. And then the second half of that time, the second three and a half years, is when things will get really, really, really terrible upon the earth. And that's the time when we talk about in Revelations where uh, nothing has been this bad on the earth before. And we know that many uh, people will join this this little horn, and that's when we will have um, the... Um, the last three and a half years of man's reign on the earth. I believe that um, we're going to go back to talk about, uh, I mentioned this earlier, 
that there's going to be a time when in Thessalonians when we were told that uh, there will be a time when men will be taken from the earth who believe in Jesus Christ and will meet him in the air. And this is the dead in, in Christ will arise first and then the um, those who are still alive uh, during at that time will go and meet him. And I believe this will probably happen sometime during the, uh, um, at least during probably during the uh, first three and a half years so that we will be taken away from the hour of trial um, those who but again we have to be ready uh, I, Jesus also gave us a parable about ten virgins who were these virgins were um, uh, uh, had a lamp and they were uh, waiting for the bridegroom to come and some had enough oil and some didn't and I believe that's a caution in that parable, there are ten, um, ten virgins and bride, um, uh, bride maids, or whatever you want to call them, uh, who were cows referred to them as virgins. Anyway, what happens there is that ten uh, are know that Jesus is coming, but only five is ready, and and I believe that was a caution that perhaps as a church we want everyone to be ready to meet Jesus in the air because that last um, that last three and a half years is going to be really a very hard time and it says in the Bible that the only way that a Christian is going to get through that is either by hiding or, or being killed being murdered because whoever doesn't worship the image the um, uh, the uh, the beast that Russ talked about in Revelation sets up an image, and that will be, um, yeah, we're, and everyone will be called to worship the, the beast and have the mark 666. And if they don't do this, they, they won't be able to buy and sell. So I just wanted to yeah, make sure we understand that and that we're going to be ready. Um, we, we have the, um, another thing that we were told in Revelations was these parables of the kings. We had the king of the north and the king of the south fighting against each other. And I believe that, um, that it comes down where we can pick up the language, and the language is definitely referring to the end times, um, king of the north and the king of the south fighting together. Now, what's interesting about this and why I want to bring this one up is because I believe in Israel had to, had to be or has to be a nation state to be called a king in this incident. And we know that we had to wait until 1948 when Israel became, uh, got its land back again through the UN and all the sufferings they had. They knew that um, Israel, the Jewish people had to have a home so that basically um, um, gave them where the Palestinians were living and that became their home. And of course we've had the ongoing conflict between Israel and the Palestinians ever since, but somehow or another they're still both there and they're living uh, in a bit of tension, but um, they're working it out not too badly. And hopefully it will continue for a while longer. So that's, uh, yeah, so I think that too shows us that Israel is now a nation. Uh, a lot of these things have been fulfilled. I believe we are now at the time where God wants us to be ready to have our, 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 our hearts set on him and uh, um, and leaning on his spirit because it says we are saved by having the um, knowing not only just knowing about Jesus Christ but 
uh, have him, but know him as our personal savior. And by that way, when we know him as our personal savior, we have, we are born again by, with the Holy Spirit in our hearts. So I think that's very, very important. Um, so we're in the, um, so we get the, I guess, where after we get through these, um, uh, talking about the, um, the trumpets in, in Revelations, it goes on to talk about the fall of Babylon. And actually, I think there's three chapters in Revelations. I don't have my Bible with me right now. I'm just sort of chatting here. Uh, that talks about uh, Revelation. It says that the um, you know people are, are on earth are, are really uh, uh, saddened by this. But in, in heaven, there's a threefold hallelujah to, to see that this power of the world is finally broken. And um, I, um, it doesn't exactly say what it is, but I would uh, um, assume that this would probably be the world system that will be quite broken up, um, especially one that under the rule of the Antichrist who set up uh, the beast that comes in Revelation. Now we know that um, after the um, after they talk about um, the fall of Babylon in Revelations, they talk about that there's two beasts that's going to come. One will come, and um, and then another one will come, and they'll have ten horns. And, and, and um, so I believe that this these two beasts are the uh, uh, are the Antichrist and and the image. Uh, in there it says that they, he sets up an image that we have to uh, um, worship, and we know what happens if we don't worship the the uh, image. It also talks about um, uh, um, the fact that this image, they call it an image because it's, it's not a real person. So the only thing I can figure out is what makes sense in where we are in our world and our technology is that would, this would probably be a very lifelike halogen uh, uh, figure. Anyway, the, the, what the Bible tells us is that the, um, the first beast that comes out breathes on this image, and this image comes to life. And it also talks something interesting about this, um, this image that he made, and he said that this image was wounded while it was alive, but it lived. And we did have a religious leader that was wounded in May of 1981. Um, and, and, and still lived. So that's sort of interesting. Any, anyway, so this is what we have. And this, this in Revelation, this, um, we now have these two beasts working together, and they're doing all these, and they're joined by many other people who want to uh, join and do whatever they say, and they're wrecking all kinds of havoc on the earth. Uh, so this is the, the first three and a half years will be when this, Beast sets himself up. The last three and a half years will be uh, will be um, this uh, beast or this little horn, as is referred to in the uh, book of Daniel, will be uh, uh, breathing on this uh, image, and this image will be given life. And the two of them together will be very, very uh, uh, strong because they will have uh, a lot of people listening to them. And they will be able to perform miracles that will fool everybody 
and um, this will be the, I guess, the worst three and a half years on the earth. So um, if we go back to Daniel, we, it appears that this will be uh, part of Rome. Uh, I guess it says that the iron will be uh, um, mixed with clay. Uh, it, will, it tells us that um, a little horn will come out of that uh, kingdom and, the, um, and it will be very deceitful and it will uh, um, lie, but it will come back and do all kinds of mean things. So what we're basically probably looking at here is a religious leader who has got uh, power uh, um, and who will be given power by Satan. It says that Satan is standing there giving him his power when they come out of the sea in Revelations. And this, this, this power will have... Uh, um, uh, um, we'll have this um, image, and this image will be come to life, and the two of them together will, this is probably the last three and a half years, will be wrecking havoc on this, this world, and a lot of, I believe a lot of martyrs will come out of this uh, time, because it tells us in, in Revelations that, uh, yeah, I think this is uh, under the uh, sixth seal, that uh, uh, they said, where did all these people come? They show up in, in, in heaven. And the answer is they came out of the Great Tribulation. So I think even though uh, some of them may miss the rapture, uh, there will be a great turning away from evil during this last three and a half years. And uh, many will come to accept uh, and realize that Jesus Christ is our Savior and turn away from this evil person who's basically causing this havoc upon the earth. Um, so... At this point, um, Jesus Christ is, uh, I guess, just watching this unfold. And um, under the power of this beast, um, all the armies of the world will come together. And they will be together, and they will come to a place called Armageddon. And they will become to fight against, it says in Revelations, that they are going to be fighting against God's people and in wanting to basically put an end to them and uh, anything that's got to do with the real living God and, and Jesus Christ. So this is when this is actually when the second coming of Jesus Christ happens. It says he'll come uh, riding on a horse. His robes will be uh, uh, red, uh, dripped in blood, and uh, he will be, he'll have a, uh, 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 a sword coming out of his mouth, a double-edged sword. And in, um, he'll have an army with him, and the army is dressed in white. Now, it's strange that an army would be dressed in white. And I think the army is coming not to fight the war, but to uh, uh, rule with him. And that army will be believers of Christ and uh, uh, who will be coming with him and will eventually set up the millennial kingdom. So we get this, Jesus Christ will come back. And it says he'll, he's going to have a, a sword, like a, a double-edged sword. And I believe that these are not a real sword, but probably words that comes out of his mouth. We know that God's words and the power of uh, the divine power is extremely powerful, that God spoke the world and it was made. So I believe all he has to do is speak the word, and probably this, arm, this great army will just fall, fall under his power and die. And it says that they'll be so deep that uh, blood will run in the streets. 
and the birds will be called to eat your flesh. And so that's, uh, uh, sounds very sad, but that's sort of the end of the uh, evil army and the evil people. And after that, uh, uh, Jesus Christ will take over the rule of the earth. And the earth will not be destroyed through this. It will, be not, will not be destroyed by acts of men through climate change. Uh, we will come, we will see this happening. And, you know, nobody knows the time or hour when Jesus Christ is going to come back. Only God himself knows that. But we know it will happen. And we know we, God wants us to know it's going to happen. And he wants us to be prepared. Because if he didn't want us to be prepared, he wouldn't have given us prophecies like prophecies is given in, in Daniel or in Revelation. So we have these prophecies, and I believe we're, um, we're meant to pay attention to them and know that uh, uh, yes, evil will come upon this world, especially through these two main uh, 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 people who will uh, you know, pretend to be something they're not. And uh, But we uh, are going to be wise, and we're going to hold on to the truth of Jesus Christ and be ready uh, uh, to uh, meet him in the clouds before we get to that last uh, three and a half years, the hour where we're in Satan will really I'd be using these uh, leaders, uh, this one leader, and then the image that will come to life uh, uh, for his purposes. So once we uh, get to the point where Jesus Christ comes to earth, he, he does come with these people, these people dressed in white, and I believe that's going to be believers, and anybody who is martyred during the time of in, in, in Revelation, and that uh, we will be... Uh, um, working with Christ in a, what they call the Millennial Kingdom for a thousand years. And it tells us, um, if you take that back to Ezekiel, I think it's Ezekiel 37. That's right, I probably should have made a little bit more notes when I'm just sitting here talking. Anyway, the uh, Ezekiel tells us about how the Abrahamic Kingdom is going to be set up. And when Ezekiel was uh, um, talking, uh, the Jewish Kingdom, both the North and the southern kingdom had been destroyed at that point. And the Jews did come back and to uh, be allowed to come back to, uh, uh, to the area of, of Jerusalem. But they never did gain their sovereign power until 1948. So all this is to say that um, uh, Jesus will now set up uh, uh, another Hebraic kingdom. And in, in going back to Ezekiel, they talk about how each boundary is set up, how each, where, which tribe will be sitting and which boundary. And in the, the middle of it, I can't say the middle, but at some point, there'll be a special uh, uh, boundary set up for, for Jesus Christ who will sit there and rule in, in a temple. And it says that the glory of God will return to that temple. So that's going to be an amazing uh, um, time, and uh, God will be uh, ruling the earth at that time. So we are uh, we are looking now for for Jesus, the timing, and just sitting here and and I say there's no time to become complacent. There's no time to get um, really caught up so much in the world. <clears throat> If you're a Christian, I think the best thing we can do is to pray for our world, pray for our leaders, pray for uh, people like Ukraine right now. We don't know what's going to happen with, in the future with Russia. I mean, the, uh, right now, the thing in the news is that um, 
uh, more people are joining, more countries are joining Finland and uh, Sweden, I believe, are going to be joining NATO. And of course, this is going to uh, make Russia even more uncomfortable. So who knows what's going to happen in the future. Uh, it doesn't look good as far as um, uh, us being peaceful and we have inflation that's running high that I predicted in my book that I thought it would. But anyway, um, we, we know that we're in some difficult times right now and we'll just have to um, uh, keep on keeping on if we feel that God wants us to share the word of God and that who Jesus Christ really is to get more people ready. That's a good thing. And also uh, um, to pray. I really value this time to pray for, again, for all the leaders, for Ukraine especially. Just breaks my heart to see what's happening over there. I think yesterday a shopping center was hit with over a thousand people in it. I can't imagine living with that type of, um, of fear. So let's keep on praying. Also, it says here, after the thousand years is over, that the um, the earth will no longer be needed, that Jesus Christ will be the Son and, and God, and there will no longer be a time of the moon or the sun will no longer be shining, and the old earth will be passed away, and we'll have a, a new earth referred to as the new Jerusalem. Uh, so um, this new Jerusalem will be populated by... Um, believers in Jesus Christ, and I believe the concept of time will be finished, and that we'll, we'll live with Jesus for an eternity. So um, take heart, um, keep on uh, um, um, reading your Bible, and if you would like, if you think it would be helpful, buy the book, Are We There Yet? The Sun Setting on Planet Earth. It's available at uh, Amazon and other booksellers, so 